Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. So we're back in Psalm 23. We took the day off yesterday from the Bible overview. We did a devotion on Election Day. If you did not listen to that devotion, given the events of last night and today, you might want to go back and listen to it because we need a lot of people trusting the Lord and uh, trusting His sovereignty and His goodness and His ability to work events to his good purposes, rather than fretting about all the things that people are fretting about today. So go check that out if you haven't. We're going to be in Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. We started in Psalm 23 two days ago on the Bible overview. We're going to spend another day or two here, and we're going to be in verses 1 through 3 today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So one of the things we talked about Monday was how David was a shepherd. And at some point during his time out there, a lot of time to think and observe and contemplate. At some point, he made the connection that, you know, just like I'm a shepherd to these sheep, the Lord is a shepherd to me. And then he goes on to flesh out that analogy a little bit. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's kind of the opening statement. That's kind of the thesis statement. Because the Lord is my shepherd, then I shall not want. And that doesn't mean that I get whatever I want. That just means that there's nothing I need that I lack. And that's what it means to be under the shepherding of the Lord. And then he spells out a little bit more, what does that look like? What does it look like to not want when the Lord is your shepherd? Well, it looks like him allowing me or making me to lie down in green pastures. Think about a sheep. David would know this better than any of us do, that sheep isn't going to lie down if it feels threatened. There's no way it would let its guard down and uh, go off its feet and, and just kind of relax unless it was confident that it was being protected, that there was a shepherd who had its uh, back, or in in a human sense, uh, a shepherd who is looking out for me and keeping the enemy away from me, the predator, the the lurking lion who's, who, who wants to steal and kill and destroy, as Scripture describes Satan. He also leads me beside still waters. And not just still waters for the sake of giving me something to drink so that I'm not thirsty, meeting my physical need, but also just a place where I can be refreshed. It says he, he restores my soul. Then it goes on. I want to land here for a little bit to say he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. A couple things that we want to pull out of here is, one, the paths of righteousness that God leads us on aren't for our sake. They're for his name's sake. So in other words, I think about myself since I was a young boy, obviously not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but the Lord has led me on paths of righteousness in many ways. He's kept me out of the ditch a lot of times. Sometimes I've veered into the ditch despite the Lord 
Lord's guidance in my life, but he's kept me out of the ditch many times. And he hasn't done that just so that I don't have to face the consequences of that, or just so I don't have to experience the pain or the suffering that comes with straying away from the righteousness of God. But he has done that for his namesake. He hasn't done that just for me. He's done that for his namesake. So maybe somebody would see somebody being led across paths of righteousness and they would they would decide to to glorify God because of that. Another thing that's interesting about this paths of righteousness portion of this chapter is David would never have imagined the extent to which God would go to lead his people along paths of righteousness. David, of course, was feared God, trusted God, looked forward to the day where there would be a Messiah who would redeem them, but he had no idea I don't think that it was specifically going to be in the form of God's only son, the perfect God-man, Jesus Christ, coming down to the earth and living a perfect life. That was the whole problem with humanity is nobody. We've seen this throughout the whole Old Testament so far. Nobody is able to fully meet God's righteous requirements. We can't live perfectly, but God can't be in the presence or in relationship with imperfection. So what are we going to do about this problem? There's a huge chasm between sinful humans and their creator, God. Well, because of God's love for us, he sends Jesus to live this perfection during 33 years. And then at the end of his life, he puts the burden of human sin on Christ's shoulders and has him crucified on a cross, thereby paying the penalty for sin. He died. And he died physically and he experienced separation from God, which is what spiritual, uh, which is what, what happens to people who don't know Christ. There's a spiritual separation that lasts forever. And by doing that and then coming back from death by being resurrected on the third day, Jesus, he defeated sin, death, and the power of the devil so that this great exchange could be set up. This great transaction could be set up whereby People who trust in Jesus Christ, they get the penalty that they deserve to pay for their sin, Mark paid, because of Jesus' death, and they get the righteousness of Christ. The perfection that he lived is attributed to them. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He doesn't just lead us into paths of righteousness by making us, helping us make decisions to keep us from sinning but he became sin for us so that we could be reconciled to him through faith. Lord, thank you for leading us on paths of righteousness. Righteousness, Thank you for going so far that you would just accomplish the righteousness for us and then offer it to us through faith in your son. Help that to be the great hope and assurance that gets us up in the morning. Help it to be the centerpiece of our lives. And Lord, help us to be great vessels of the message of Christ and the righteousness that he offers so others who are sinners like we are can be made righteous through Christ. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. 
third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.